This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends, we are back to episode number 33. I am so excited that you're here, just like every single week. It gives me so much joy to show up here to share these amazing principles that need to be added to every small business owner's business. So thank you for being here. And let's go ahead and dive into episode number 33, which I'm going to say is how to know if your new hire is worth it. So if you've been listening to the last few episodes, we've been talking about the hiring process. As an operations expert, this is something that I am skilled in. This is a benefit of having an operations person in your business because we can help you as the CEO of your business to hire and expand your team. And if you've been listening to the last few episodes, we've been talking all about how to make the hire, how to create the job description, make sure that you ask really good questions in the screening process. But now you're at the point where you have hired this person. How do you know if they are going to be the right person for you? I come into businesses all the time to really serve as that sounding board and giving defined scopes for these new roles. And so this episode is going to be perfect for you if you are on that journey. All right, you've made the hire. Now, how do you know if they're the right fit or if they should be in your business long-term? As a leader or a boss, you are going to have to performance manage this. And this is where so many people go wrong. They make the hire and they assume that that person's going to perform. That is a complete assumption. So don't short side yourself. You've hired because you want to scale your business. And scaling means that you have to separate yourself from the directing and move into the leadership part of your business. Now, this may be new territory for you, but this is going to help you stair step into that leadership role. You must lead this new talent. And there is no such thing as pulling an expert into your team. I hear this a lot with people saying, oh, that's the difference between low-level talent and high-level or experienced talent. The reality is if you've got people on your team that you are paying, there is a transaction for output or monetary, obviously, monetary expenses, then you are going to have to manage this person. They are not going to automatically know what is important to you. So how are you going to do that? Well, ladies, here is the solution. You have got to create key results areas. So I'm going to call those KRAs. You've got to create KRAs for every role that you hire for. Let me explain to you what this is. A key result area is defined as something for which you, that teammate, is completely responsible for. This means that if you don't do it, it doesn't get done. A key result area is an activity that is completely within your control. It's the output of your work that becomes an input to a contributing factor to the work of others. All right. I know that sounds a little bit like, ah, 
ah, what does that mean? A key result area for the business owner is really a metric that makes sure that the person is doing what you want them to do. And that should roll up into a key performance indicator. Now, we're going to get there a little bit later in the episode, but I just wanted to explain to you what a key result area is. This key result area, the KRA, can either be a metric or a milestone. A milestone saying, like, by quarter two, we will have this done in our business. So it can be either a number or a milestone. I'm always in favor of putting a number in here or a metric in here if you can. So here's how it could look in your business. You're going to create goals for the first 90 days of this new employment. I call these 30, 60, 90 day goals. No rocket science there. But with this investment that you're making in this new talent, what does success look like from this particular person at the 30 day mark, the 60 day mark, and the 90 day mark? Remember back in the episode before when we were talking about how to create that job description, you're asking yourself all the questions. You've done the time and task tracker to understand what you're giving and delegating to this person, but how do you know that this person is truly worth the investment to you? Rather than some of the things that I hear, and honestly, that I felt myself in my corporate hiring days and then also as a CEO and a leader of my business, we all make mistakes. And this is one of the biggest mistakes, especially dealing with the female audience, female leadership audience. We hire a lot of times based on what we call a gut intuition or an emotional attachment, or maybe even a referral. All of these are fine, but they're not necessarily the most strategic way to get the best talent for the needs that you have in your business. So when you create goals, these 30, 60, 90 day goals, you ensure that the very beginning of this relationship is you basically test it and you make sure that the person is exactly what you need. Now you may make mistakes. This person may not perform, but having a structure like this is going to make this an unemotional process, which is extremely important for you. If you look at corporations, this is what is done all the time. Alrighty. If you create these 30, 60, 90 day goals before you actually start the screening and interviewing processes, you're going to know exactly what to ask and to look for when you're talking to them because you're going to want to see patterns of these goals that are important for you, these KRAs. You're going to want to see how they have shown up in their previous work experiences or maybe their education or maybe when you reach out for a recommendation, you may ask that person, hey, did this person give you or what kind of results did they give you in this capacity? To no surprise, this is going to lead to so much more satisfaction on both parties. So both as the employee or the contractor, as well as the leader. First of all, both parties are going to be clear. Second, the new hire can hit the ground running because they know exactly what they're running towards. Third, you as the leader are going to be able to evaluate the performance and ask yourself and not even asking yourself, you're going to have the metrics to know if their performance is meeting or exceeding, or maybe it's not, maybe it's below expectations, but you're going to have those facts. It's not going to be emotional. And this is huge. Fourth, this is going to make performance trackable. It's going to lead to such rich conversations. You're going to have those performance meetings 
And instead of not knowing exactly what to talk about in those meetings, this gives you the structure. So the fifth benefit is the communication advantage that you're going to have as the leader. And lastly, and certainly not least, but lastly, if this is not working out, if this new hire isn't attaining the goals that you had set out for the role, you're going to have the facts to lean on if and when you need to separate. Now, there, of course, can be opportunities for you as the leader because maybe you didn't set the most sound KRAs, but this is where it starts. You've got to have the communication and you've got to have a background in creating these KRAs so that you can fall back on them. So now that you know the importance of them, I hope you won't hire again without having these in place. But you're probably asking yourself, so great, I know I need to do them. How do I create these KRAs or what exactly goes into them? So I've got your back. <laughs> We're going to walk through this right now. Here are two key metrics that I'm going to discuss. They're often misunderstood. I alluded to them earlier, but because they're misunderstood, this leads to ignoring them completely. And I'm going to break this down so this sticks for you. The first thing is that KRA, which we already talked about. These are the two metrics that people want to ignore. You cannot ignore this if you want to scale your business, friends. A KRA is a key results area. We already talked about this, but this is a specific metric or milestone that is attached to a role. And those KRA metrics should align to a key performance indicator. So a key performance indicator is a metric that's going to evaluate the company's role. So a KRA is at the job and the role level, and a KPI is at the company level. If you're being strategic, which is your goal, I'm sure, you want the KRAs of the people that you're paying to meet or to lead to the KPI. All right, just as a review, KPI is how you measure the company's success. A KRA is how you determine the role's success. All right, so let's use an example to make this a little bit more practical for you. We're gonna use a marketing focus and in a marketing focus, the KPI, these are examples. So the KPI for the company is to increase web traffic, let's say by 10% over last year's numbers. And we want to attain that by December 31st. So to do this, I as the leader am saying, we're going to accomplish that by implementing a Pinterest strategy that's going to drive I'm making numbers up here, so don't judge. But we're going to create a Pinterest strategy that's going to drive 15% of our total monthly web traffic. We're also going to want to improve our conversions on our landing pages by 7% by the third quarter. So the KPI, the big goal, is to increase our web traffic. We're going to do that with this Pinterest strategy and a landing page. That helps me to know what kind of talent I'm looking for when I go to hire to help me reach this overall KPI. So now I know I'm going to be looking for someone who has experience in Pinterest, who can show me true results, where they have put together a strategy, have implemented it. We don't care about the how. I'm really looking to see, have they done this before and has it been successful? Next, the landing page piece. So do you see how we can ask and we're looking for specific experiences and successes in their previous work history to know that they had the skills, they are truly qualified, they have the pattern and work history of doing this successfully, and you can see how that would be a safe and a smart hire for you. 
So that means that you're going to have to do less training, but now you get to actually measure it. So another example, and this is something I recently hired for, but this is a community management role. The KPI for this company was to increase retention in their membership community, and that was going to be measured by a less than 15% cancellation rate at the three-month mark of membership. So how could a community manager do that? Well, one of those milestones that I talked about earlier, a KRA could be either a milestone or a metric. And in this case, one of those was a milestone. So by quarter two, we would have created, or the community manager will have created a best practice document. So that means that they're going to have to do research. They're going to have to come up with what retention best practices look like. This person would have a skill set of research and would likely have experience in being in the backside or operations part of a membership as well. Another KRA for this could be having four touch points with each new member in the first 45 days. That is something that's completely trackable. And you know that having more touch points is going to increase their participation, their eagerness to stay there. And lastly, I have a metric of 30% engagement in our Facebook community. Again, you're saying that 30% are going to be engaged in your Facebook community. Facebook gives you that data so you can track it, but you don't care how the community manager that you're hiring is going to do that. You're trusting that they have experience. By knowing these three things, the best practice, the touch points, and a 30% engagement, that's gonna help you to understand what experiences that you're going to be looking for when you have those interviewing conversations. And now that they're in your business, you've already made the selection, they're hired, you trust their experiences that they've presented to you. When they get into your business, now your conversations are strategically centered around how they're going to deliver those KRAs for your business. It's going to really bring so much clarity and you're going to trust that you've made a fantastic decision. You're going to have examples of how they're going to be successful at the 30-day, the 60-day, and the 90-day mark, you're going to know you have made a great investment. If you're not seeing that return, then it's a good time for you to reassess if your KRAs are attainable. If not, gather the feedback from this new hire and see if you're misaligned or if it's truly their performance. But by having these metrics in place, you're going to have a much better grasp on performance managing them without having to be in the weeds of what they're doing. As a person who supports several CEOs, I will tell you that one of the biggest frustrations of new hires is they come back to you so much with so many questions because they're uncertain of what their targets are. New hires want to impress and they want to feel valued. So by giving them this structure, they know exactly where they're running to. I hope that those examples help you to see how KRAs roll up into KPIs, those key performance indicators. This is going to help the team to understand how their unique work plays to a significant and purposeful role in the success of your business. It'll keep them on the boat, rowing in the same way a lot longer. 
Now you're going to want to track this information. So I'm going to encourage you to create a document. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, guys. It can be a Google sheet. It can be an Excel document. I don't really care. It just needs to be documented so that your team is updating it. It needs to have a place that your team can come to every single week and update this. This becomes your company dashboard. All right. So you can see how creating outcome goals for each role creates confidence in the role, confidence that you have the right fit, and also that you're using, that you have the best use of your investment. Those hard-earned dollars that you're bringing in, that transaction is well worth it. By having the structure, you're going to know you're really spending money in the right way. So I'm going to challenge you to create KRAs for every single person that is on your existing team, and it should be a non-negotiable for new hires. Yes, this is going to slow you down in the hiring process, but I promise you're going to get the results that you want. You're going to feel certain that you're making the right decisions. That decision clarity is so important for people who run small businesses. Plus, it's going to be the easiest way for your hires, that new hire, to know the outcomes that you're looking for, and you're going to be able to hire for outcomes more so than skills. That means that you're going to be able to say, and look, do they have this in their work history? If they do, you're going to feel more certain that they're going to bring it to your business versus just looking at skills, which people can We can extrapolate. We can really pull some things together to convince ourselves and even the future employer or the hiring manager that we have those. So looking for these patterns is really strong. And something that I'm hearing more of, but people don't know how to do it. So I just showed you, you've got to have these KRAs. This is truly a best practice that came out of corporate. It's one that I've been a part of for 15 years. And honestly, it's being ignored in the small business space. We want to hire, we want to do things really, really quickly without these really trusted frameworks that make so much sense in the corporate world. They need to make as much sense in the small business space. And that's exactly why I was talking about that. So I hope that I have helped you to change your ideas about this today. So as with every single episode, I don't want to just be talking in your ear. I actually want this to be purposeful content. So I have an ops activity every single week, how you can take the information that you've just filled your ears with for the last 20 minutes and really turn this into something in your business. So the ops activity of the week is to create a goal for your marketing. Now, we're all in business, so everyone has to market, right? If you've got a business, the idea behind business is to create money. You create money by marketing, by getting eyes, getting people to buy your product. So marketing is truly a part of every single one of our businesses. So your ops activity this week is to create a KPI for the marketing of your business. How do you know if your marketing is successful? From the company perspective, how do you know that? It could be a sales number. It could be a leads number. What is that? I want you to define that. And then I want you to determine what KRAs would support those. That's going to help you to understand what you're looking for in the person who's going to assist you in the marketing journey. Now, all of us are at different stages of business. You may have a full-fledged team. You may be the only person in your business that is going to be responsible for the marketing. So in that case, Your KRA may be for you. It may be to help you perform the best in that marketing role. 
I want you to post these KRAs and the KPIs for your marketing in our Ops Insiders group. You can find the Ops Insiders group at theopsinsiders.com. I'd love to have you in there. It is our private Facebook group that allows us to continue the conversation. So once you finish listening to this podcast, we are continuing that conversation over in the Ops Insiders group. Ladies, I so love you being here. I hope that this has been enriching for you. I hope you really listen to this. And whether you're in the hiring phase right now or you will be one day, please use KRAs to help you set those 30, 60, 90 day goals to help you assess if this new hire is what you really wanted. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to being in your ears one week from today. Hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.